Hello, everyone. Hi. Whoa. Welcome back to the Point Whoa. Fivers podcast. What this? <laughs> uh, today, I am your host. My name is Joshua, and I'm here with my fellow host, Serena. Hi. And uh, David. That's me. And today, we have a special guest on board with us. His name is Mr. Lawrence Lim. Whoa. Whoa. Say hello to our Point Fivers. Hello, 1.5ers, universe, <laughs> uh, galaxy, uh, bars. <laughs> Hello. So a little bit, uh, I'm just going to introduce my friend here. Uh, I've actually known, he's my friend that I've known for a good seven to eight years now through high school. Um, we've clicked right away in high school. I felt like I've known this guy for like a good 20 years, but I'm only like 25. So it's kind of weird. But <laughs> anyways, uh, I brought him over here today because uh, today we've, I've wanted to kind of discuss about some more professional matters. So for Whoa. our younger audience, this might be a good prep or a motivational podcast for you Advice guys. Advice podcast. Exactly. And if you're old, then just um, please look at us <laughs> cutely as we talk. <laughs> so Lawrence, uh, can you introduce us? Can you introduce yourself to the Point Fivers? Um, yeah. So uh, my name is Lawrence. Um, I actually consider myself a 2.0. Oh. Um, but, you know, I could vibe with 1.5ers too. Why would you say you're at 2.0? Because um, I was born here pretty much. But one different thing is my Korean lacks a lot. Yeah. I can read it yeah. and respond to it. But I can't really speak it. Right. So uh, on my Instagram, uh, it says I'm a banana. <laughs> <Korean>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, uh, I was born here, Surrey. Um, pretty much moved around a lot. Um, I love sports, music. All like the, you know, entertainment stuff. Um, so yeah, that's more about me. Mm. Um, I'm an aspiring, you know, I want to do well in life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So one thing a little bit uh, funny to me is that I realized Serena and Lawrence have something very common. Very something very similar in common. And it's their competitiveness. Oh. <laughs> do you Ooh. really get competitive? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hate losing. But yeah. I've been doing sports when I was younger and I think that's what kind of, I guess it grew in me. It's like natural for me to be competitive. It's like, I don't have to try to be competitive. Like as much as I am competitive naturally, I have to try not to be competitive oh, sometimes. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm competitive. I'll tell you in a quick example. I, uh, I went to the first ever World Baseball Classic. So it's like a baseball event where all the teams gather up. I got into a fight with a couple old Americans. Uh, they were swearing at me because uh, it was Korea versus USA. So oh. I'm very competitive when it comes to sports. I don't care who you are, what their <laughs> background is, how old they are. I am very competitive. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. really, I really want to put these two together. I think there will be like, like world destruction. It'll <laughs> be World War Three. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. So Lawrence, uh, I will. I've personally known you for seven years, so I've known a little bit of your story. I've known that you uh, actually lived in different parts of North America during your youngest periods of your adolescence, right? That's correct. Can, can you explain, like, can you just share like where you've lived and how it was like living on your own for a long time like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was 12 years old, pretty much my parents asked me, do you kind of want to explore the world a bit? Uh, I mean, this world is big. At the same time, it's small. Um, but I asked my parents, where am I going to go? And then they said, you can pick. So I went to the States. Um, I went to a boarding school, all boys school too. Oh, um, yeah, it was an all boys school and I was not prepared to be honest with you. I just thought it was so cool. 
like telling my high school friends because I went to um, North Surrey Secondary and at grade eight, it's considered a high school. So I thought it'd be cool going to the States. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's go to the States. So I went to an all-boys school in New York. Oh. Um, it was so different. It was so different. I've met people from all over the world. Nigeria, Lithuania, France, England, um, everywhere. Like Africa, even Canada, actually. There was a, I was not the only Canadian student. There was like 10 or... Our school was small, though. It was a boarding school like of 200 people. Um, but there was like few Canadians as well. So it was really cool seeing like a different background from each people. But at that time, I was only 12, 13, 14 years old, right? Um, so I kind of didn't really like my eyes were still not open to the how world how the world worked, and I'm still learning now. But um, just seeing that living in a, I had to live in a dorm, right? I had to live with one person, um, and I had to share that space with him, which like means, a roommate, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be considered at the same time. Um, at the age of 13, 14, that was kind of hard for me to adapt to sharing one space, like very small, like very small boarding room. At the same time, you have to share in this shower in the same room as well. So you're not the only one. You don't really have a privacy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> when you're showering, right? Uh, and also, you have to wake up on time. If you don't wake up, you lose points because we had a ranking system. So at the age of 13, 14, I had to like right away adapt to like how this, there's like a ranking system from one. To, if you're like bottom of the, I know in Korea, it's kind of like that, right? Yeah. Uh, in Korea, they're, like, they'll like reveal your grades in a ranking in, into order, the public, right? In right. a ranked order. Yeah, exactly. So it was like that. But for me, I was never used to that, right? Because in Canada, they don't really do that. They don't reveal who's who. But in my place, we were revealed. So out of my grade, um, there was about 60 kids in my grade. I was placed 55th. So oh, I was at the bottom. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a reality check for me. I was like, okay, this world is tough. Yeah. Like, I gotta, you know, I gotta adjust. And I don't want to disappoint my parents because. Did they, you actually try and you were 55 or you weren't trying and you I, just placed 55? So they released the ranking after the first month. So they released the ranking every month. Right. Um, and then after my first month, I didn't know that I would be that bad. Right? Wow. Right. Uh, but I learned to adapt um, because we have what's called like an effort system. Yeah. So you have to, you have to prepare meals for about 300, 200 kids. You have to set up the dinner dining tables and stuff. Wow. Yeah. This is like a really like old school traditional. Yeah, it's a, it was like, a prep school, you know? Yeah. yeah. And our motto was becoming men. Right. Leaving as men. Wow. Like yeah. king's men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had to like, you know, prepare dinner tables, prepare the food, uh, wash dishes. And then after school, you have to do some kind of sports. It was mandatory to do sports. Oh, wow. You can't just go back to your room. Really? So you have to do sports for at least two hours, right? And then after two hours, you have to study for two hours. Right? That's also mandatory. Oh, that's also mandatory. And you have dorm proctors. Uh, so yeah. dorm proctors are like uh, seniors, yeah. like grade 12s pretty much in Canada system, where they would monitor the room. Mm-hmm. They're like, like supervisors. Every, supervisors, exactly. Interesting. <clears throat> that would monitor you. So I was never really monitored in my life, right? Until that point. Mm-hmm. So it was like a very different experience. And I, I got homesick, obviously, right? I cried, it, I cried every day. Um, that time Skype, do you guys remember Skype? I mean, it still exists, but a lot of people yeah. use Zoom now, right? Yeah. Right. So that time, Skype was rising in the in the whole industry, right? right. Of seeing each other from abroad. Um, but that time, Skype did some charges. So I called my mom every day. The monthly bill came out to be two thousand dollars, right? For Skype. Yeah, for what? Skype. What? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Two thousand, two thousand uh, USD. Yeah, two thousand USD at Unbelievable. that time. Unbelievable. Thank God it was almost one to one ratio. Yeah. At that time. At yeah. that time, thank right. God, right? Yeah. Um, but. 
Damn. My mom said, uh, there's a $2,000 bill. At that time, I was 13, 14. I didn't understand what that meant. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I was like, can I call you more? <laughs> like, is that not a lot? Can I call you more? Oh, can I, is that, is that little? Like, I thought my mom was, you know, she wasn't like, she was just saying, you know, um, you don't call a little bit less, right? Right. Um, so I had to adjust to being alone. Yeah. Right. Which was very different too. Um, being alone, all that. Uh, you had no fridge. So like, I can't drink like, cold fresh pop whenever I want. Wow. Right? That's missing. Yeah. You don't have the, when you wake up, you don't have your parents there. Yeah. Right. When you wake up. So it was very different. It was just me and my brother. It's right? almost like going to the military. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah it literally was. Um, and if you're ma- late to class by one minute, yeah. you get deducted points right away. Dang. But I think that's how Canadian schools work too, right? But when you were getting deducted points in my school, it was a big deal. Oh. Like that could mean that your next test, the, what deducted points mean is it could be anything. You're going to drop a ranking or your your next exam, the, the professor is automatically going to deduct points from No there. way. Yeah. Oh. So wow. it was uh, it was tough being one minute late. My first day out of class, I, uh, I was two minutes late yeah. and I, had, I, I got sent to the administration office. What? Yeah. And my mom always taught me before I got to the school was always smile. Right? Yeah. She says, always smile. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> I went to the administration room and she's like, do you know why you're here? And I was smiling the whole time. But I didn't mean it like uh, to make her upset, right? Yeah. I just went there. And I was like, I said, oh, yeah, the professor told me I was, I was late two minutes and I was smiling. And I said, I'm really sorry. And I was smiling when I said, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and then I learned the biggest lesson. I still remember it to this day. The the ajma, the yeah. the the lady, yeah. the administration lady, said, um, "Don't smile when you did oh, something wrong." Really? Yeah, because it means that you're not serious. Dang. Yeah. So that was one of the biggest uh, lessons I learned. Yeah. It was not to smile. Not when to you're smile being in when you're in trouble. Yeah. Don't don't smile when you're in trouble for whoever's listening to Dang, this. You know, there's yeah. a saying in Korean where it's like. Um, yeah. Do you guys know that saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't spit on a smiling face. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a phrase, um, or like a saying in Korean that yeah. that exists. But I guess you can. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. But I guess people can. Yeah. yeah. So uh, all of the experience that you just talked about now was that the one where you were in New York? Because I also know that you lived in LA for the longest time too. Oh yeah, yeah. So after one year. Uh, or one or two years of being in New York, it was too far for me. Because mm-hmm. even though I'm still learning all this, which was very great, I learned a lot. I think I've aged or learned more than other people during my age at that time. Right. Um, my parents said, how do you like it? I said, mom, to be honest, I want to come back to Canada. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? uh, and they said, how about trying one more year? Because they really wanted, I, I, now I understand why they sent me at this point. It was because they wanted me to broaden my mindset a little bit. Um, so I said, sure. And then they took me to California. So uh, I was like, sure. I, I applied to California boarding schools. It was always going to be a boarding school, right? Right. Because I was by myself. So uh, this time I wanted to make sure I'm in a co-ed school. Right? With, with girls. <laughs> with girls, right? Of course. <laughs> right? Are you, were you in uniforms in, in both schools? I was in uniforms. Yeah, that's mandatory. Absolutely okay. mandatory. If you don't wear it, like you can't go to class. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you, you pretty much lose points for that yeah. as well. That's Points currency though, it's like makes you so stressed. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, it was stressful. huge. Oh, by the way, before I left New York, I finished as the fifth ranked. 
The fifth oh, rank. Fifth? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, respect wow. for that. Respect. Respect. respect for that. Yeah, so before I left New York, my final ranking, that final posting, yeah. uh, which was like the last month of the semester, yeah. I was fifth out of 55, 50, uh, 60 people. I have a question. Yeah. Was that like a gradual progression or were you like 55 consistently and then the last month you no, were No, listen, buddy. Listen, buddy. <laughs> listen, buddy. I know you know me for quite some time, but yeah. listen, buddy. I know you won't believe me right yeah, now, right. but um, I went from 55 to 30 something to 19 to 15, back to 27, wow. back and forth. And then my last one, I really wanted to do well. And it was not just based off of grades. It's based off how, like if you're on time, uh, if you're on time to church, because it was, uh, I had to go to church every eight o'clock, seven thirty. It was in the like morning. a Christian boarding it was, school. It was a Christian boarding school. Um, Interesting. So I had to go to like this chapel service. Yeah. Like at seven thirty, I believe. If I'm late, like that also counts. They count what time you're on. Um, so you'd have to be like really disciplined. Disciplined, yeah. It's all about behaviors as well as not just grades. It's about behaviors too. Are you preparing the dinner table on time? Can right. everyone get their food on time? Right. How fast are the dishes being washed? Are the dishes actually clean? The quality of the cleanliness, right? All those kind of things is based on your ranking, right? Damn, that's yeah. like a military. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically what it is with like rankings. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing is like the both California and New York, the the students are, some of them are paid to come to the school. Oh. Yeah, because a lot of them are athletes. Oh, so it's like a sponsorship kind it's of. It's a sponsorship. The school will pay them to come to the school. Mm-hmm. Full, full on tuition because this tuition is like, I don't know how much, but... It was, Probably really expensive. Yeah, it was really expensive at that time. So some of the students, like from all over the world, like Nigeria, especially Nigeria and uh, England, Nigeria and England, a lot of the students were paid to come to school. As in like, we'll pay your tuition, we'll cover your food expenses, your residence expenses, just play sports for us. Because they were really recognized, right? Like basketball players, right. soccer players and stuff. That really brought my confidence down, to be honest, right? Because I thought <laughs> I thought I was good at sports. And I'm very competitive, like you said, Serena. You, right. and I, you, you can understand, right? Right, right, what right. It is, like, for being, sure. Right? For sure. So when, are you, when you meet those people and you're very cocky at the age of 13, because I'm a cocky person, I could be at times. Josh knows it well. Um, it was very, uh, self-esteem was just like down. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Do you still have like friends from- Of course. That yeah. you talk to? Um, to be honest, these days, not a lot. Um, but actually, Josh has met a couple of my friends from the States, actually, um, mm. back in Washington or California. Um, but I still t- keep in touch with some of them. It's kind of interesting to see where I am and where they are. Uh, good and bad, of course. Right. right? Um, but it's just a whole different world now, right? It's been about seven years since it's been... I'm 25 now, right? So it's been seven years, yeah. eight years. So you've been like American before. I've been American before, but I don't... I'm proud to be Canadian. Yeah, uh, you like I, it here better, uh, for of sure. Course, of course, of uh, course. Actually, Josh knows growing up because I've been, Josh known me for quite some time. I was all about um, wanting to stay in America because um, my dream school is USC, University of Southern California because they have good sports program and stuff. Um, but is I re- it still? Is it still? Um, it's still? It still is. That's just my dream. But I realized as you grow up, your hometown will always will always be the best. Right, 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 right. And right, I think we sure. can all agree on that. Yeah. No matter where you live, I think your hometown will always be the best for you. Yeah. Like um, traveling, um, it only is great when you have a place to go back home. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's only, oh, it's only um, good to an extent that you have a place to go back afterwards. Right. Yeah. Because you get sick of living off of your luggage for... Exactly. 
for traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get homesick, right? Yeah, didn't you go to London to see Sonami? I did. We had we talked about this like quite a few times, yeah, but this is, we're not gonna repeat the same episode. So uh, you guys can check it out. Probably, yeah. It's interesting. So, would you say I know that like at a young age, especially when you're 13 to 17, 18, that's kind of when you're trying to figure who yourself, who you are as a person, and I feel like that's when you get influenced a lot by your external factors, right? right. So. When you, when I've met you in grade twelve in Surrey, Surrey in the school of Surrey, like, did, would you say that when you were out living on your own in, in the states, has that built you to become who you were when I first met you? Uh, so, so you've met Josh after, right? Your boarding correct. school years. Yeah, after I was in, makes sense. I was in the states for about four, four years, four years. Yeah. Right? Um, and then my SAT was not good enough to. Go to USC. USC was the only school I wanted to go to. It's either USC or Canada. Uh, but definitely before I entered Surrey Christian, like before I entered um, meeting Josh, it definitely evolved me um, physically as well and right. mentally. Uh, physically, uh, for all the guys, they know they can refer to this. My gene size was uh, 41. Right, which is Let's, pretty, which is pretty big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I was like, but Gene says I was like, like, like size. genetics, like gene. I know that's no, what I was no, kind no, of no, thinking no, too. No, I was like, no. am I supposed to know about this? No, no, no waist size, waist, like uh-huh. you know, your waist uh, size. It was like 41, 42. Um, but now it's like 30, 31, 32. Yeah. So that wow, uh, 41 uh, is actually quite big. Yeah. I know of someone who's like 32. So yeah, uh, I was like 230, 40 pounds. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I went down, I dropped all the way to 140. Wow. Yeah, that was my lowest. Right now I'm like 190 right now. Yeah. Um, but that also changed. Just being more disciplined with your own physical well-being, right? Tr- making sure you're always active. Um, mentally too, I, I've, I, to be very transparent with you, I've seen a lot of kids who were, you know, a bit, I would say, spoiled. Right, because a lot of the students, their parents are pretty wealthy. Oh yeah, right. Like even at private, like some of the well-off private schools in Vancouver, you can see. Like I worked with like a lot of youth kids before as well. Like I've been, I have like volunteered at like creating a huge conference with like 500 high school kids coming to it. So just you know, seeing them from my age, it's like you can really tell. People are like students who are, who have been, you know, really just been spoon fed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've seen that uh, before I entered Surrey Christian. It was very different. Like you would see kids just ordering like Gucci shoes, Dolce Gabbana shoes every day. Amazon packages. At that time, Amazon was rising. You would see those kind of things, materialistic items. And I, don't get me wrong, I love them too, right? I think we all do at, at a certain extent. We all love those kind of materialistic items, right? But at age 15, 14, you don't really need that. Right? Dang, and here I was when you're saying ordering, thinking about like ordering like food at the cafeteria every day. <laughs> no, no, that's just the basic. See, that it's, was my dream. Going yeah. to McDonald's, like <laughs> ordering food. That was so, my dream. So I thought when you yeah. came up with the goo, I was like, is this some kind of like menu in it? Like some guacamole no. or something? It's like Gucci. <laughs> I'm like, what? Gucci. Yeah, like yeah. not ordering from your school cafeteria, but driving out to a drive-thru. Yeah, like yeah. every day. Get, yeah. 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 So, I mean, when you see that, uh, it just kind of like goes like, okay, wow, there's, this world is, there's a lot of people out there that goes for the high quality, you know, stuff. 
That's like different. A lot of money. Right. A lot of money. So what I learned the most was money actually. Yeah. Uh, before I entered, came back to Canada was money. Yeah. How much value money brings to this world. Right. Because at age 14 or 15, you don't really, or 13, you don't, 14, 13 to 17, you don't really know that. Right. Right. But at the age of 13, I already knew right away. Right. Because of the Skype call? Because of the Skype call too. Yeah. Yeah. Two, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2000. Two you know, grand yeah, on two Skype calls, yeah. guys. Uh, my, my brother too. Keep in mind, he also got two grand on his bill. So. Wow. Oh, yeah. it's like, that's just <laughs> genetics right yeah. there. Best customer yeah. award for Skype calls too. <laughs> yeah, Literally so. should have been given some sort of promotion out yeah. of, off of that. Number one Skype user. Yeah. So uh, what I learned the most was money. Like how important money can be, um, how, how important money can be, right? Yeah. So uh, that really changed my perspective on life. That what money can do, right? Um, it could be good or bad. Uh, so right. I mean, after you've you've probably seen two drastic levels of money, right? Like yeah. um, I know Surrey Christian School is still a private school, right. so we did have like quite a bit of wealthy families. But from judging from what you're explaining and sharing with us, it's still quite different. Right with the schools you went to in the states, they were like splurging on like scales of thousands of dollars. Oh, every day, right? Every day. Whereas our school, yeah, they were still splurging, but it was let's say like hundreds of dollars. Oh yeah, smaller. it was it was so different. Um, when I entered Sir Christian, people were wearing Nikes or Adidas or Stussies. Unheard of. Stussies is basic, <laughs> by the way, Josh. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, uh, which is like great, but yeah. I was like, oh, I can wear that too now. Kind of thing, because when I was in the states, I felt pressured to oh. wear um, like high quality stuff. Like, do you know a Korean brand called Beanpole? Oh yeah, Beanpole. So apparently, at that time, Beanpole was seen as a luxury. At that time, yeah. I don't know about now. Uh, I think it's sort of. It's kind of like it's not like luxury, luxury, but I think it's like a mid tier brand. Mid tier, for right? sure. Yeah. So you have to either be like uh, like mid tier or like high brand kind of stuff. So I'd be ordering. Me too. I'd be ordering like. Dolce Gabbana shoes at that time too. Right? <laughs> but when I entered Sir Christian, I felt like I could be myself again. Right? Oh, I see. I don't have to be pressured to do this and that. That's right. another thing I learned. The difference is when you're with a bunch of people who are, you know, wealthy, I would say, to be honest with you, the level is different. The communication, the social life is different. The way you communicate with others, it's totally different. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So now that you've seen both sides, I know like personally, I've known him go through some like, um, he had like a, he was like, at one point he was like splurging, right? And then he learned the value of money. So at this stage of your life now, how do you like, how do you, what is your value on money? Like your financial status, your wealth, like you also worked at a bank. So can you care to explain a little bit about your thought processes and that kind of stuff? Um, so... I've, uh, so I'm 25 now, so I've seen a lot of things for my age. And I bet everyone will say that. Like I've seen everyone, like Serena, you could say, yeah, I've seen a lot of things for my age. Josh will go like, yeah, I've experienced a lot of things. We all have experienced a lot of things. But what I've seen with what money can do, um, I don't want to get too detailed into it, but it's very, it's very saddening too. Um it, it could be very exciting, right? Yeah. Um, I've worked at a bank too, like you said. And working at a bank too, um, seeing with what the money does, it, it's very sad. It could be sad, right? I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. um, money has affected me uh, personally, um, has affected my family too before in the past. Um, good way and a bad way. 
But if I think about the bad things that you know money has done, it's it can be it can be very dangerous, right? And I want to tell that to the listeners um, that are younger than me. I'm pretty sure the older ones already know, but the younger ones, I want to say that money is so dangerous. It is so dangerous. It's it's uh, it can do many things to you, right? Uh, it could be. I mean, as much as it is a very powerful tool, um, it could also be used um, against yourself and the people you love as much as it could be so powerful that it could really help this world. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah. And then working at a bank, you just see all these kind of, you know, money and stuff and what it could change. If you have more money, then people will come to you. Right. If you have less money, you'll pretty much seen, be seen as a ghost. Right. Right. And that's very sad. Um, and that's not my values. And that's why I'm actually not working at the bank right now temporarily because mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back to like and just enjoying myself right, a little bit. Wait, as a kind of a younger demographic of the listeners, what you said still doesn't kind of make sense. Could you kind of expand on it so that maybe like people like me can kind of understand what you mean by it can be dangerous? Um, so, uh, okay. So if you want me to get really detailed is... Um, I've seen people with uh, money and like I, I was younger, right? And if you know your parents are wealthy, um, you see a lot of different things, right? Um, how like people interact with you and stuff. I'm not talking about myself right now. I'm just talking about in general that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when a younger one knows that their parents are wealthy and then um, you see uh, what happened, like what I'm saying is, you see how your parents are being treated. Like mm-hmm. a lot, there's a lot of adults coming to you, bringing gifts and all that stuff. Oh, do you know what I mean? Um, so when you're younger, right, and you see your parents getting all these things, you know, you think it's normal. You think it's normal, right? right in that sense, in that sense, it's very dangerous because you think that's what life is about, right? All I guess you start to build a standard, exactly, according to what you see and exactly. like what, how you've been grown up. Exactly. So I think that if you are um, a young one and you see your parents getting all these kind of things, right? You shouldn't assume that it's normal, mm. right? Because, um, you know, we all know that doesn't happen in life to everyone, right? I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, I would like to say, I don't want to generalize, but, you know, sometimes people um, mistake their parents' wealth or their family's wealth for their own wealth. Mm. Exactly, exactly. That's actually, that's very correct. That's very on point, Serena. I think that's, you got my topic, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I'm not talking about myself, like I said, on this case. I'm mm-hmm. just talking about in general what I've seen with other people too. Yeah. Right? That makes more sense. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. So you, I guess, I guess it's very interesting to talk about this with you because you kind of seen the entire spectrum, whereas the average person, they, they don't, they tend not to leave their economic financial bubble, right? Like you, middle class will usually stay middle class, lower class will usually stay lower class, higher class, and there's this big, 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 big gap. But for to hear on like how you describe your experiences, I feel like you've had the opportunity to kind of experience all three kind of levels. Um, then, so I would would you say that money is valuable to you, and and to what extent, and is that your motivation to drive you to success? Uh, right now I could tell you money is very valuable to me. Right. right. It's, it's brought many changes in my life. Um, so it's, it, it is very valuable to me. Um, 
I won't lie. Like I won't say that I don't care about money because I do, right? Um, I want things in my life that only money can bring. Unfortunately, that's sad, but it's the truth, right? It's it's sad, right? Mm-hmm. It's the truth that there's some stuff that you want in life, but only money can do, right? For example, like a nice car or like materialistic stuff. Uh, and that's that's unfortunately that's one thing that I wish I didn't really learn at a young age um, in my boarding school because I've seen that with younger kids, right? Um, like seventeen year old getting like a Lamborghini and stuff. Like, what? Yeah, it, it's I, I've seen them in the, my parking lots in my old school, right? Like seventeen year old kids having a Lamborghini. super excessive. Yeah, super excessive, and that's one thing I think. Uh, I would recommend if you're thinking about living on your own and going to a private school maybe in the future, it's something that I would consider is like try not to get tempted. To uh, buying a Lamborghini? Yeah, Lamborghini, <laughs> Gucci. If y'all you know. can afford one. Uh, yeah, right? So, <laughs> it's like a video game. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy, right? It's so, but unfortunately, yeah, money does bring a lot of value into my life and that's why I want to be successful. That's right. my definition of success is having lots of money yeah. so that I can take care of my family, my friends, right? especially uh, the ones that changed my life. Hmm. Um, that's what I want to do. That's my definition of success, at least. Everyone's definition of success is different, in my opinion. And Josh and I always talk about this. What's your meaning of success, right? My meaning of success is to take care of my family and take care of my friends, uh, especially like the ones that really changed my life. Um, and I have Josh to thank for that as well. Um, but that's my value with money at this point. Who knows? Maybe later it'll be different. Maybe my value of success will be just, you know, being happy. For sure. Right? It could always be different. But that's what I've had the mindset of for the last seven, eight years. Mm. So at one point of your life, I feel like there was like a turning point for you, right? Because there was a point in your life where money didn't hold too much value, right? It was something that you had for granted. But at what point did you start realizing, oh, this is what I think I really need to value? And what has gotten you like super dr- driven? Because there was like this turning point for you, right? Where you started thinking like, oh dang, I really want to work hard and be successful. Y- yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. I'm talking about you. Uh, what was the question again? Sorry. I got, I got, I got, I was thinking about the $2,000 Skype bill. Because <laughs> oh, uh, so, uh, that was, uh, that is crazy still it is now. in shock. <laughs> yeah. We are still in shock. Yeah. That's you know what? That should be the title uh, of the episode. Yeah, yeah. How do you get $2,000? No, I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, wow. Now Because I haven't talked about this in a long time with anyone. Because I feel like when I talk about this, I'm just bragging. Right? And I'm not trying to brag. Right? right? That's not my whole intention. I just want to share my experience. And that's why I'm on this podcast. Is Josh is like, yo, you can actually talk about yourself now. Yeah. Like this is your time to talk about and how you can share your story with others so that they can, you know, I'll learn from it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. I, I was just thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Did you guys have any like questions before? I feel like I'm just bulldozing on my own. But like, if you guys had any questions, feel free to just interrupt me. I will butt in when I do. Yeah. Yeah. What was your question again, Josh? I'm sorry. So I was, I was wondering, has was there like a specific event or a pivot point in your life that has gotten you? Because right now your mindset is not what I think you had maybe two, three years ago. Right. It was a little bit different. Right now you're... You want to grind, and actually, on episode nine, was it Philip? With Philip, Philip was seven. Seven. We actually talked about how David and Philip really like grinding, and if they don't grind like per day, or if people don't see that they're grinding, um, Philip actually felt like he was falling behind. Right? Did you do you get that feeling now? And like, when did that start happening for you? 
Oh, um, it all started for me was when I entered university. Yeah. I think um, when you enter university and you graduate, you want a job, right? A good job. But for me, I went a different route, right? Because to be honest, I'm not the best educated studier out there in the world. I hate studying, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone enjoys it, but I really, I'm just, that's not my expertise, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually took a break from school, right? Um, and I actually worked right away. Uh, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is, now I'm entering kind of like the real world when I'm supposed to be actually at school right now. So that actually mentally affects you when you see your friends still at school and while you're kind of like working, right? It's totally different, right? So that's when I realized, oh, okay, this is different. I'm not graduated yet, right? Uh, my friends are graduating. It's so different. You see it on Instagram, right? Everyone uses Instagram now. And when you go on Instagram, you see your friends graduating, seeing pictures of that. It kind of, it's kind of, it's not the best feeling, but it's not the worst feeling. I definitely enjoy what I do. Um, right now, I'm just taking a break, actually. But that's when I started to realize, okay, I got to really, if my friends are doing this and that's their definition of success, graduating right away, then I got to show my friends too and myself. I got to prove myself that I need to do something too as well. I can't just be sitting on a couch. Uh, so over the last three years, like I just kept working and working, kind of like Philip and David, just grind it. Um, right. I worked two jobs, three jobs. Oh. Yeah. I, but then I, I, unfortunately, I worked too much that about two years ago I had a seizure. So that's when I said, okay, I got to kind of cool down a yeah. little bit. But for the last three years, you know, after dropping out of university for a little bit, that's when I kind of changed my process of how, what am I going to do with my life? Because you're at a point where it's like, uh, you know how people say quarter life crisis? You're at that quarter life crisis kind of thing. Um, because the norm is you should be graduating at the age of 22, 23, right? But I'm 25 now and I'm only in my uh, second year. Right. So uh, it's it's total different mindset, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what kind of changes going from university to work and not right. finishing university. Yeah. It's a topic that everyone will ask, hey, like when are you finishing school? Right. And I always have to answer them, oh, I got two more years, right? And I think like some people can relate to that, right? Because not all people finish university or post-grad. Right? Would you say that this is going to spark a heated conversation with her and him and David and Serena <laughs> and you? Um, would you say that post-secondary is absolutely necessary? Like not necessary as in like, it's like, you know, you have to do it. Like, but like, it's like a, if you have an opportunity to do it, you should do it. I love this talk. I love this topic. Cause yeah. you and I talk about this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that? So I, is this going to become a heated debate depending on my answer? <laughs> Might. Might. I was okay. actually talking um, to Josh about it. Yeah. I'm ready actually. Um, so, okay. In my opinion, I think it's, so ask that question one more time, Josh. <laughs> okay. Because I want the viewers to know what, what question you're asking. Right. So is post-secondary education abs- absolutely necessary? I think it ter- in terms of what you're looking for. Yeah. Right. Um, for me, I, I think it's a definitely a benefit to have. Definitely a benefit to have. But I don't think you need it necessarily to, you know, um, I don't know, I guess my, like I said, what's, your, what's my definition of success? Right now, it's my definition is to make money, obviously, right? Okay. Um, I don't think you need it, but in the back of my mind, I always want it. Okay, that's what I, I always want a degree, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back of my mind. But I don't think you necessarily... Need it, right? <laughs> Serena's kidding no, me. No, I, I totally agree with that, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? I do. Yeah. Actually, um, it's like your term, what What do you want in life? Then it, I think yeah. it, I, so I've thought about this 
and I was very adamant about um, about education. I think not just post secondary, but I value the um, the output of education and like the process of learning something um, and academics. I think it's something that anyone can take value out of. And it's a very disciplined field, I feel like. If you, you know, structure yourself, place yourself to committing into um, and putting in the work to it, like you can see the output in it. Mm. Whereas like um, activities like, you know, sports or music, you know, stuff like that. It's sometimes there's only, there's a certain extent to how you can pull out your output if you put in your input. Yeah. Like if you're not talented or gifted in it, like you won't be able to produce the maxim, maximum like output. Yeah. You know, because you won't, you'll be compared to other people. Exactly. Same thing with academics too. But I think if you, to a certain extent, if you put in the effort, um, you can still get get at that level. Yeah, I think I kind of get what you're saying, Serena, is like if you're not talented or gifted, like artistically in one case, then I think necessarily uh, having a degree is a necessity then. In that I think case. it could it could like be a great backup plan. Oh, for sure. For anything, yeah. right? Like and another thing is that I like I've been like emphasizing the process of learning. I really want to like encourage people to go out and learn about the world. And I, I very much value um, traditional learning just because it's the, like you can only go to university to learn about those things. Like where would you go and like read articles and peer review journals? Where would you do that? Like the only place you would like, you know, be able to do that or given the time to do that or given an excuse to do that, it would be at a post-secondary I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say in the case of just an athlete then? Do you think they would need it then? Um, For example, so I mean, your favorite. <laughs> I know. But you know, people go to, people still go to school um, to go play sports too, right? They right. go through an institution. Not all, all people do. And swimming mean is kind of like a rare case. Right. What I'm saying is that um, not everyone is going to be a rare case, right? Exactly. And if you want to be guaranteed something, I would recommend um, a path that has been, you know, somewhat proven to provide you with an experience um, as well as a um, platform where you can, you know, network and find opportunities um, and resources. Yeah. uh, Because you just, you don't pay for, you know, when you pay for tuition, I think you don't just pay for your your classrooms right you pay for the the ability to access access like the profession the professors the other students the TAs um, whatever school facility um, things that they offer to you right you you pay for all that you pay for the opportunities and it's your responsibility to take advantage of the resources that have been given to you right and if you you know just go to university and um, post-secondary for the purpose of like, having to go to it, then you won't be able to take advantage of those things. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with Serena because like, especially in like uh, when you asked me about working at the bank, if you really want to progress your career in the bank, for example, uh, you really need a degree. So I do agree with Serena to a certain extent, of course. And I think yeah. that um, people can only have an opinion about 
going to post-secondary when they have gone to it. Yeah. Even if they don't finish it, yeah. um, having experienced it, they can only say something about it. Like right. whether it's negative or positive, right. like you can't be like, oh, I didn't go to post-secondary and like, thank God I didn't because you've never experienced it. Exactly, yeah. Right, you can only say it once you have experienced it. You can only have a judgment about it right. um, when you've gone through it. So, yeah. This, this is super interesting because... I'm having a dilemma again of like, oh, do I, do I want to continue my schooling? Because it's been, this is my first semester back since the gap year. And I don't know, like, of course, it, it's going to be a benefit if you finish it. But then the arguments of why you should be getting a degree doesn't seem to like make sense to me. Because people, like, I've been asking my like friends and they're like, oh, if you get a degree, you can negotiate a higher pay. But then that means they're just planning on becoming like just an employee or something. Whereas for me, I kind of want to like, I don't know. Do your own thing. Do my own thing. And then I told them and then they're like, oh, you're going to be one of those people on LinkedIn that's like, oh, I'm the CEO of my own company. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a reason why you put your degree on your resume, right? It it says a lot about you. Just It doesn't just mean that you've done four years of of schooling. It means that you've been disciplined enough um, to go through the program and that you've you've like successfully completed it, which, you know, some people don't, right? So it means that you've persisted through the whatever program, whatever years that have been given to you and you like grinded. You've like done your job. You've done your part. That's true. But I mean, like I was even looking at my like degrees kind of required courses and out of those like 120 credits, there's only like say six courses I'd be super interested in learning about. And then the other ones sort of are just there and I have to take them because they're required, right? And like, they don't really, I mean, of course they, they're going to be helpful like some some way, but like they're not directly helping me out now. And I feel like school's not the only place you can learn things. That's also very true. So like this is when... I was also talking to Josh about like traditional, so, you know, I mentioned traditional learning, right? Like, um, I don't necessarily think that university learning has to be applicable, applicable to the real world. Mm. You just, because it's not going to be, it's not direct, academics is not about that. It's not about like learning and like applying that skill to the real world, like directly, but you know when the ability to think critically and like analyze something it comes from the practice of of academics so it doesn't necessarily mean that like the tools will directly um you know translate to being uh you know accessible or applicable to the real world but it means that the way you think and the way you see things and your perspective will be different to someone who's gone through um, university and who's hasn't gone through university or college. Are you kind of saying like how athletes have to do like cardio and like muscle workouts so they can play the game better? Exactly, exactly. It might not be directly ap applicable, but like those things train you to be able to do the things that you do. Well, wow. in that perspective, so. that makes sense, but. So like that doesn't mean because I I literally calculated the amount of time it'll take me. It's gonna take me a minimum four years to finish it because I'm required to have three co-op semesters too. So I was like, I'm gonna be 27 in. I mean, actually not 27, 25. <laughs> hey, I graduated at 25. 
Hey, I'm graduating at 26 or I, 25. I think I'd, at this pace, I'd be graduating at like 30. But I think, I mean, like if you don't have to finish it, like I think that's a different story. Like finishing is also a different story, but like having to go through it and experiencing it because like for me, I had to find a reason to finish it and I had to find a reason to go through it again, right? Because I obviously had a gap year in between and I took slow um, school very slowly um, in my university years. So it took time for me too as well. Yeah, like for me, I, I'm not able to find a reason to finish it at the moment because the best reason I've been given was to increase, to negotiate your salary. <laughs> would you, would you have- And for uh, some people, that's important. For some, yeah, but some, not right. for that's, me. That's, that's crucial. That could be crucial. Would you have some advice or something you would want to say to someone like Youngi? Uh, gonna put me on the spotlight like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you are the guest. Yeah, you week. are on the spotlight today, sir. Uh, well, I could tell you, uh, it depends on the pressure you feel, right, David? Because- it depends on the pressure you feel because um, for like for example, in my case, this is just my case, right? I know I'm supposed to provide advice for you, David. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Just even your experience uh, will give me a lot of insight. Yeah. Uh, for my cases, my position is like this. Um, I'm, a, I'm a person, I'm a kid, I'm a, an adult that went to a prestigious school in the States. So when you have that mindset of you went to a prestigious school, you should end up with a, working for like a big company. And like having a good position, right? That's the mindset that people will think, right, David? Uh, but right now, I went to school in the States and just being very transparent, um, I'm not working for like a big company like Apple or like Samsung or like big law firm or like uh, having my own doctor clinic, something like that, right? I'm not a lawyer, right? Um, so David, it depends on the pressure you feel, right? And to me, I'm very, I didn't have a lot of, my parents, thankfully, my parents are very supportive of what I do. So do you mean pressures and from like external pressures? Exactly, external mm. pressures. If you don't feel a lot of pressure from your external presence, like your family or friends, for example, then I would suggest to do what you want to do, right? Um, just do what you want to do. I know that sounds so simple, like so niche, right? Like do what you want to do, <laughs> just do it like Nike, right? But that that sentence itself has made billions of dollars for, for a company <laughs> like Nike, right? So David, I would tell you, if you want to get a degree, get it. But if it depends on the definition of pressure for you. Mm. Um, if you don't feel a lot of pressure, um, I would do what you want to do. But if you feel pressure and you care about that pressure, for example, like you care about your family a lot and they pressure you a lot, then I would take initiative to get a degree for sure. Right. Right. But for me, it's different. Right. My, my parents aren't the ones that are like, you know, bugging me every day. But what are you doing with your life kind of thing? Uh, I sent you, they don't tell me, oh, I sent you to a boarding school and how come you're not a lawyer? Right? <laughs> right. That's like every Asian parents. Yeah. You gotta be a lawyer, yeah. doctor. Yeah. What else is there? Dentist. Dentist. <laughs> so I, I, what my main key point is, uh, it depends on the pressure you feel. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're gonna slowly bring things to a wrap. Um, we're, we're, we've, we've talked about a lot of interesting things and yeah, it was pretty cool. But um, so the, for the final thoughts, like, so you're for Lawrence, you're heading in a direction where you want to be successful, right? You want you want people to recognize your successes, and you want to be able to share that with your intimate, close family and stuff like that, right? So, when do you think, like, roughly, when do you think that will happen in the next, like, two, three years, five years, ten years? Do you have a goal? Hmm. That's uh. 
Um, to be honest, um, like to everyone that's listening, they might not hear the answer that they want to hear, but I'm still learning right now. Yeah. Right. I'm still, that's why I'm actually taking a leave because I was working at the bank for like two years, two, three years. And now I kind of want to explore and see what's going to lead me to success. Mm-hmm. Uh, my success is, of course, make lots of money. Um, not everyone will agree with what that is, but I told you, like I said, everyone has their own definition, right? Um, but I'm learning now. I'm actually, um, start like Josh kind of already knows this, but I'm actually starting my own business soon. Um, and I'm actually working with friends together to do own businesses as well. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So you are an aspiring entrepreneur. I guess so. I guess so. That doesn't cost $2,000. <laughs> Hopefully your meeting calls will not bill yeah, you no. for two grand. Thank God there's Zoom now. So <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So the last uh, note I want to leave off is like, what, what do you guys have for your, uh, the younger audience? Because I do know some f- people around me who are like in their early universities or even high school people who listen to this. Like, what do you have an advice for them? Because they're going to go through the same struggles that uh, we went through as we grew older. Like David's going through it now. We've kind of been through that, like just came out of that kind of. And like, you know, there's that there's those difficulties you feel when you have conflicts between what you want to do and what you should do. Right. And that's never a good feeling. Right. So for those kind of people, people who aspire to be successful, they're driven, but they don't know how or why or why they should. Any advice for them? Uh, I would say stay mentally strong. Mm. Like mental health is so important. Mm-hmm. In my value, mental health is very important. Like super important. Because there, there would be times where I would just blow up. Right? So stay mentally strong. How, how, do you want to explain like how you would stay mentally strong? Uh, one way is, I, I mean, there's so many, many ways. You can exercise. You can go running. I love running. Right? I'll do that. Um, I love playing sports. I'll do that to just keep me mentally focused. Um, or I would think of people that would like, you know, kind of irritate me, right? And I'll think, okay, you know what? I'm not going to make that person kind of, you know, irritate me that way. Yeah. So I'll like, you know, just put extra effort. For example, when I'm running. That's when your yeah, competitiveness yeah. comes in. <laughs> exactly. You're using it against yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That's where my competitive comes in. Because when I'm running at the treadmill machine, I usually run when I'm like mentally stressed. Um, like I said, mentally strong, right? It's like that extra 10 minutes, I need to run it. I can't do it. I'm so tired. But then I, I would think of one person. <laughs> like, I'll I'll, I want to prove myself that, okay, you know what? I want to prove this person wrong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also is reach out to your friends and family. Mm-hmm. It's never wrong to reach out if you really... I know some people are shy or they don't... They have so much pride in themselves. Especially when you're younger, you have a lot of pride, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people with pride. But I would tell them... One thing that I didn't, shouldn't, didn't do, but I would tell the younger people to do now is to, be, to open up. Um, and to reach out, um, mm. like to reach out when you're having a hard time. It's okay to reach out, you know, it's never wrong. And if you want to talk to their friend, I mean, not everyone's going to get the advice you want to hear. And I'm probably not giving, I don't know if some of the people right now listening are not hearing what they want to hear, but you should always be open to talking um, and asking for help. Um, I would go to Josh sometimes, for example. Before I would be kind of like, I had my own pride, I would be like, yeah, whatever. But now I'd be now that I'm older, I kind of go to Josh and be open with him. Sometimes we get into fights too, right? But it's me just being open, um, just trying to like open myself up to people I want to kind of get advice on. So I'll tell the younger people, don't be shy to open up, especially like when you're like 17 going through puberty. Like, don't be shy to open up. Just open up. It's nothing wrong to open up. And if you're not comfortable with your parents, um, then at least try to talk to your friends, right? Right. Right. 
if you're not if you don't really have friends comfortable, then talk to your cousins. Whoever you feel comfortable with, just open up. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty good. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with opening up and stuff like that. So that's like, I think that's that's a good advice. Um, was it was it something that you, Serena and David, would would you guys would uh, is it something that you guys would have liked to hear when you were younger? I have a lot of like younger friends, and I always tell them this that like put in the work, mm. like do your best, put in the effort, like work hard because it will pay off. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is you're doing, if you're a student, then then do your job as a student. Like don't be lazy, don't slack off. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that's your job right now, right? Like think of it as your job. And if you're a part timer at Starbucks, then like make you know make that coffee, <laughs> make that coffee, <laughs> make that yeah. caffeine, ice americano. Yeah, I like have, do your best. Like I have three thousand stars. <laughs> you know, really, really yeah. use the energy you have to do the best in whatever circumstance been thrown at you, because it will be it'll come to use. Like mm-hmm. it will be great discipline, and it will really build your character. Right. Wow, thank you. That's actually really good advice. How about yourself, Josh? What would you like to have heard when you were younger? Because you went through a lot of experiences too, right? Yeah. I I think I would say a little bit of like what you and Serena said, just like, you know, work hard and be yourself. Right? Like I think in high school that's the most time where you don't want to be yourself. You want But I be. think you also don't really know yourself. That's true. That's another thing. Yeah. That's another problem, I think. Yeah. Like you don't know yourself. You don't want to be yourself. You want to be something that you're not. And you kind of fight against it. And only when it's like a little bit too late for you to enjoy that those moments, you realize, oh shoot, like it's better to have been myself. Just yeah, do what you love. Be yourself. Be a point fiver. Keep listening to our podcast. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Billions of dollars there. (laughs) I've been talking to like people that are kind of at where I'm at too, or at where I want to be. And like the, the advices I'm getting are all so different. So it's like very hard to know like which one to take. I would tell you to differentiate that by looking at how they're living now. Are you, when you look at them, how they're living, would you say, Oh, I, I could like that. Or if you don't like it, then you wouldn't take their advice because you'll end up like them. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly, exactly. If you want to like, if you see someone and you really respect that person, then I would take that advice from that person. Mm-hmm. If I were you. And if you don't really care about that person, for, set, for example, David, if you don't care about how I, I do my social life, then I wouldn't take advice from me. But if you see someone that you really respect and you're like, oh, I want to take that kind of daily life activity, then listen to that person's advice only. Yeah. You don't need to listen to everyone's advice. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Wow, that's a that's a key statement right there. Don't yeah. listen to everyone's advice. You don't need to, but like after you hear it, even if you don't listen to you, I, I don't know, I still get affected by them like Yeah, but you get to pick and choose. Like you have a bigger pool to select out of whereas if you don't have choices, you'll be like, "Oh, I just I guess that's the only way." Yeah. I know you're trying to wrap up, but Oh, it's okay. It's <laughs> no, cuz like when you were talking about um, you guys are talking about like be yourself mm-hmm. and what was it? Work hard. Mm-hmm. But then for me, it's kind of like I am being myself, but then on the work hard part, like I can't be working hard at everything, right? So like I have to pick and choose. Like, am I going to be working hard in this area or the other area? Um. Well, for be yourself, I feel like even for me, I still don't know completely myself. And that's the fun of it is because, you know, I, I, I've already talked about this in the hobbies episode, but 
the reason why I enjoy um, picking up so many new hobbies is because I discover myself like a new part of myself that I didn't know. Cause oh, I'll yeah, be golf. like, I'll be judgmental. I'll be <laughs> like, Oh, I definitely, I'm definitely not gonna, you know, like do this, but then I find myself enjoying it once I try it. So I can never like be judgmental or prejudiced towards something until I've tried and experienced it for myself because I, I don't know myself. I don't like, I've only known myself to the extent that I've experienced the experiences. Right. So you like, you just keep trying and like finding new things. And like, even with advices, like you try something out and if it doesn't work, then you move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And like, if you feel like you reached the point of negativity, then you should just move on. Um, Cause that's something I've experienced a couple of years ago. I was very negative for a period of time. I thought I was working hard. Cause you said you want to work hard, right? And you are working hard, David, right? But if you feel like there's a lot of negativity now, then you should try something else. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I'm like working hard, but then I'm not sure if I'm working hard at the right thing. Mm. Do you I feel negative about that? Personally, you, yeah. like like 60% negative, 40%, it's going to help later. But it's going to be that later bit that I can't see. So it doesn't give me like that confidence to like, oh, this is this is what I'm doing. is not a waste. Or like, it's good. Mm. Or like, it's going to be the full maximum potential. Of what I can be spending this time on. But you kind of have to pick and choose between whether you want to just enjoy the things that you're doing right now because you're doing something that you love or because you want to be successful, right? Those are two things like you're kind of caught in between. It's that you want to be successful or you want to just enjoy and like you really want to be like loving the thing that you're doing right now. Like you ha- you can't be like, oh, I'm like really enjoying this, but I'm also really worried if I'm going to be successful through this. Because you you should you should only you should only I I think <laughs> that you should only think about success when you have to, like when you get to a point where you're like oh okay now I actually have to like um like think about making money. I have a lot to say about this, but we'll hold this for now. Hold this for the next episode. Woo. All right, listeners, thank you for joining and tuning into po- uh, Point Five Podcast. And thank a- you, Lawrence, for dropping by. Yes. Yeah. No, thanks was, for having that me. That was fun. That was my first time. I loved it. All right, point fivers, keep on point fiving and tune in and expect our next episode. Bye. 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 Peace. Bye.